Welcome to Both And with Bessie Graham, your weekly inspiration to help you use your time, talent, and treasure to make a bigger difference in the lives of others. I'm your host, Bessie Graham, award-winning entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience from the grassroots to the hallowed halls. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump in. Welcome back. I hope that you are in a headspace where you can just think and reflect a little bit today. So to set the scene for you, I am sitting outside visiting my parents. So I'm in what we call the bush here in Australia and it is an absolutely beautiful day. There are birds everywhere and I have a beautiful pot of tea here with me and I want to frame that for you because in my life and work I have really found that creating an environment or setting the scene for the experience or the outcome you are aiming for is really important. And so my intention with these podcasts is to really have a conversation with you. And I know that that can maybe seem a little strange. Obviously, we're in two different places and you're listening only to my voice. But as I think about and create these episodes, I am thinking about you. And in my mind, what I'm trying to do is to distill and pull out key patterns and ideas and insights that I have come to over many years of working with leaders and other business owners. And I want to create an experience for you where even though we're not in the same place, you can use this podcast to have the prompts, potentially get some new ideas or plant seeds in your mind of different ways of looking at the world or thinking about whatever it is you're experiencing at the moment. So you're going to hear the birds today. You'll possibly hear me having a cup of tea every now and again. But I want you to set yourself up in the same way. Whatever that looks like for you, you might want to go for a walk listening to the podcast or you might be driving listening. But if you're sitting somewhere, I would really encourage you to just get still and get a cup of tea if you're like me. (laughs) But really just set yourself up to be in the right headspace to think and reflect as you listen to this episode. So the thing that I want us to focus on today is the idea of getting unstuck. And this is a really common and important thing to think about. I'm someone who likes to run scenarios and play things out in my mind and be able to almost do that dress rehearsal of, okay, if this happens, what would I do? Where would that go? How would I make a decision? What would I need to know? 
And a topic like getting unstuck is very much in that category of something that it is worth thinking about and reflecting on, even if, and potentially more importantly, <laughs> if you're not feeling stuck. Because by thinking about it in advance and having some strategies and some thoughts and knowing yourself well, you can preemptively be ready with approaches that you can kick in when you do find yourself stuck. Because the reality is all of us get stuck. All of us have moments where we are in anti-flow and where we do not feel motivated and do not feel able to push through or, or function in the way we want to. So whether you're feeling stuck at the moment or not, what I want to talk to you about, some of the ways or strategies that I use that I think are really helpful in working through this phase or this type of experience that we all have. And so in the reflective exercises, I will talk you through some of those suggestions and things that you can do. One of the pieces that I just want to talk a little bit about, though, before we get into that, is that one of the big factors that I see that trips us up as high-performing, you know, goal-oriented achievers who are out there doing amazing things in the world is that sometimes what makes us get stuck is that we have lost sight of or tuned out from listening to our own voice and our own intuition and we have become too tuned into and too influenced by the noise and expectations and voices of others. So when we think about this aspect of being influenced by others, if you have worked with me before, you will have heard me talking about the distinction between the important topic of core values and aspirational values. And this ties in here. I mean, you will find that pretty much in any conversation we have, there are themes that will continue to emerge. Values is one of them. But when we think about this aspect of other people's influence, other people's voices, if you find yourself articulating as your core values either some really generic things or pieces that are actually part of what the world around you or the cultures you were brought up in value, it may be that it's worth spending a little bit more time and rather than just assuming that you know your core values to actually really dive into that and I can help you with that either through other podcasts you can listen to or tools that I have so reach out if you want some suggestions on how to do that work but the reason this is important so if we think about other people's voices so often we have just accepted something we've been told like a lot of people will say that honesty is a core value of theirs. And yet, if I come at that from a more nuanced perspective, which is kind of my favourite, <laughs> I would say very rarely is there someone who honesty is actually a core value, something that differentiates them, that they express or demonstrate honesty as being 
something that is fundamentally on a different level to other people and that is absolutely driving all aspects of their behaviour. There will be, no doubt, generic aspects of them that are honest, but that fits in what Patrick Lencioni would describe as permission to play values. When you actually dig around a little bit, if you're saying that honesty or another really generic word people often use is integrity, if you say these pieces are core values for you and you continue to talk in that way, but you don't look at the nuance, you miss things. So, for example, I would never say that honesty or, you know, if you wanted to frame that a different way, telling the truth are core values for me. Because here's the thing. I know that time and place are important and it is not actually always the best thing to tell the truth in any given moment or to be completely honest to everyone in every setting. There are boundaries, there are aspects of privacy, there's aspects of appropriateness of age or relationship or position that mean that at different times it is not appropriate and would in fact be unwise to just let all information out or give a fully truthful answer to someone. And that is not to say, and again this goes back to why I'm encouraging you to have a both and mindset, because what we need to stop doing that trips us up and gets us out of flow is we keep going to extremes. So we say, oh, if I value something like honesty, then I have to make it a core value. I have to say, even if it's not how I actually behave because no one tells the truth all the time, I have to say that honesty is a core value. And it goes to an extreme that is unhelpful. But when you hear me say, that I would not frame honesty as a core value for me and that actually part of maturity, part of wisdom. So if when I say that honesty is not a core value for me and I introduce the aspect around having to be discerning or make a judgment call about time and place of when to tell certain parts of information or when to answer a question honestly, if that sets off a reaction in you and you flip straight away to the other extreme of saying Bessie is saying it's okay to lie or Bessie is a liar or if you think about it related to yourself and say oh my goodness I could never say that because I'm a truthful person I'm an honest person if you flip from one extreme to the other and think that by saying there is nuance and saying there is time and place that therefore I'm saying that you should be untruthful and be a liar (laughs) then part of what I want you to sit with today is how do you start to find those places in you where certain things trigger or you have a reaction that flips from one extreme to the other and it's up to you okay so I'm not telling you which things you should think differently about but I want to challenge or plant some seeds for you about starting to poke around in your own mind and find those areas where you might actually want to and benefit from having a more nuanced perspective 
where you might actually find it helpful to intentionally come at an issue or a topic and say, what would a both and approach be here? How would I look at this? What would I think about if I was to resist the urge to go to one of the extremes of being fundamentalist about this topic or about flipping from one intense opinion on one end of the spectrum straight to the other? What would it look like in the middle? How would I think about and appreciate both sides of the argument? And I'm bringing that up because, as I said before, when I look at my own life and the life of other leaders that I work with, our energy levels, how quickly we get to a place of burnout or resentment is very closely connected to how in touch with and aligned with ourselves we are thinking and behaving. When we are out of alignment and when our motivations for doing things are fully external to us and driven by others, it is exhausting. And so whether you're feeling stuck at the moment or you are preemptively thinking about and, and developing skills for how to get unstuck, the first thing I want you to do is to just slow down enough to look inward and identify what are the current big drivers or motivations what are the things you are obsessing over or spending a lot of time on? Where are the biggest stress points in your life? And then let's pull those apart together. Let's think about why are you even thinking that's important? Why are you giving that oxygen? Is it important to you? Is it that you are afraid to let someone else down? Is it that someone else told you you were really good at it and so you want to prove that they were right and you are good at it? What is going on for you? Are you taking too much responsibility for things? I'm very good at that. I'm the queen of taking too much responsibility. And it's a constant <laughs> battle for me to work on that one. Are you doing that? Are you thinking this needs to get done and no one else is going to do it, so I have to do it? So first sit with and try to pinpoint or identify those big levers or the big time-consuming aspects that are draining you of energy or that are sucking up most of your time or creating stress. And then think about whether they are driven from your own intentional decisions of things that you do prioritise and think are important or whether they are driven externally. As we move now into the reflective exercise section of this, we've thought about and started to talk about some of those big levers that you can pull, some of the influences and the aspects of what's draining you of energy. But I want to just really bring your mind back now as you sit and reflect to the question of have you lost touch with your own voice? Just sit with that. Because if you have, then the acknowledgement of that can be a really big part of starting to get unstuck. Because it tunes your mind in 
and allows you to then start to think about the ways that you would come back to yourself, connect with and start to tune back into your own voice. So just sit with that question for a moment. Become conscious and aware of how you feel in your body, how you're even reacting to me asking you that question. How clearly can you hear your own voice? The next part of that is to ask yourself who are those voices or what are those voices that are dominating your thoughts? Whether your answer to that first question around your own voice was yes or no, there will still be other voices that might be interrupting or trying to overthrow your own voice. So who are those voices? What are those voices that are competing with or maybe even shouting over your own voice, drowning you out? It's worth getting clear and identifying those because when we pinpoint them, we suddenly have the opportunity to be intentional on saying, do I want to listen to that voice? Is there actually something for me to learn from that person or that situation? Should I be listening? Do I want to listen? So just either think about or write down any of those voices, whether they're people situations, what are those loud voices dominating, drowning out, speaking over your own voice, your own intuition? And just as a gut reaction, maybe just put a little tick or a cross next to them in terms of whether you want to continue to give them the microphone are they voices you want to listen to you have a choice here it might be difficult but you can tune people and things out and maybe you're feeling stuck or maybe in the moments where you do feel stuck it is because the volume on other voices is going up and the volume on your own voice is going down. If that is the case, doing this exercise and actually identifying those other voices and making a conscious choice now on who you will and will not listen to moving forward is critically important as a step to get unstuck.
The next piece I want us to just sit with in this reflective exercise part of the session today is the idea of mental load. The mental load that each of us is carrying can really be a major contributor to our sense of overwhelm or getting into a place of anti-flow. The reality is that on average we're making over 30,000 decisions in a day. And for many of us, if you add in some of the research around the bias towards women carrying a heavier mental load, particularly if you're in a situation where you have caring duties, then that number might be even more overwhelming than 30,000. So one of the things that we need to tune into here and that I want you to think about related to getting unstuck is that there are a whole bunch of decisions that you are making in your day that are taking up energy and space, burning calories, that are part of the mental load you are carrying, that you could just automate. They're decisions you don't need to make. Make them once, set it into autopilot. Years ago, I went for four and a half years having the same thing for lunch every single day. When it comes to breakfast, morning routines, how I make things, I am very structured. And a big part of that is that I know what I like, I know how I like it, and I have made that decision once, and then I do not give any of my headspace to making that decision again. It's just a given. I go into autopilot. I don't need to waste any of my brain power on those decisions. And what I want you to think about related to mental load and your state of overwhelm or feeling stuck is what are the decisions that you could just sit down and make once and put them into autopilot. Let's massively reduce a whole bunch of the unnecessary decisions. Or make them once, make them once a week, do them up front in planning on a Sunday night and then autopilot it through the week related to certain aspects of your life. So just sit with that and even just for now, jot down a few ideas of what some of those areas might be in your life that you could make a decision now and then put it into autopilot. One of the really interesting things for me that I've been starting to experiment and play with in different ways over the last year, I'm not sure if you've read the book Atomic Habits, but the idea of starting to break things down into smaller pieces and build gradually towards a goal or towards something you're wanting to achieve is a really good place to start if you are feeling stuck or overwhelmed. Because for those of us who are achievers and are driven or, you know, high-performing types of people, we are used to being able to make a decision and go from zero to 100 immediately. 
But when you're feeling stuck or overwhelmed, you can't always do that. And it's not always the best thing to try to force yourself to do that. So something like Atomic Habits might be a helpful book for you to read. And starting to think about the fact that, you know, there's a beautiful quote in the book where he says, habits do not restrict freedom, they create it. The people who don't have their habits handled are often the ones with the least amount of freedom. When I read that quote, I loved it because the ideas of freedom and fulfillment are big drivers in the work that I do with established business owners, with executives, and in my own life. And the idea that habits, which taps into that last question we just reflected on together, around what are those decisions or things that you could make once and set into autopilot, habits fit into this category. Because what we're talking about here, finding the ways to actually create freedom and reframing in your mind something like habits or rituals, routines, not as being restrictive, but as being things that actually allow you to be free, that give you space, that give you energy for those things you actually want to save your energy for. And they put you on a track of autopilot and routine or habit for the things that you can decide up front. That is a really important distinction for us to get our heads around. So I want you to sit with that quote and idea for a little moment, but to also start to think about the fact that there is an aspect of discernment or judgment that needs to take place when we're feeling stuck. Because we need to sit with ourselves long enough to identify Am I stuck because I actually need to slow down and be gentle with myself in this moment? Because I actually need to take some slow, small steps towards my goals? Or am I feeling stuck because I've just got out of whack or I'm in anti-flow and I need to kick my butt and take massive action now? At different times in our lives, the answer will be different. And so I'm not trying to give you one off-the-shelf response here. You need to sit with yourself and discern where you're at and what you need in this moment. I'll just share a little story with you about how I've been putting Atomic Habits to work in my life at the moment. For years, I've wanted to go down to the beach and go in the water, you know, have that full cold water immersion. And I've talked about it, I've read about it, but I haven't done it. So a bit over a month ago now, I decided I wanted to actually do it. But when I went through this exercise of discerning and really tapping into where I'm at, It was apparent that I am in a phase where I need to be gentle with myself, where I don't want to and don't think it's wise to be in a mode where I'm kicking my own butt, where I'm forcing myself to do things that I am not feeling ready or able to do. And so I didn't want to go from zero to a hundred in one step. So instead of jumping straight in, 
literally, I took the atomics habit approach of saying, okay, what's that first small step? And so I just began by going down to the water every day and putting my feet in the water, just up to my ankles, and just got into the habit of going down and engaging with that act and with putting my feet in the water. And it took 25 days of doing that before I fully went under the water. And then even when I was able to get myself to go underwater, it's not as if I was staying in for 15 minutes and hardcore in any way, but I was beginning. And a few days ago, when I was still in that phase of literally walking in, putting my head under the water and getting out immediately, this really fit guy was running on the beach and he ran past me as I had just got out of the water. So he's running along the beach with his dog and he said to me, that was a very quick dip. And rather than feel defensive or feel like I had to justify myself that I wasn't hardcore enough, I was able to just smile at him and I literally looked at him and said, that's all I can do right now. And I was able to continue to be proud of myself for taking those small steps, whether it was the 25 days of just putting my feet in the water or whether it was the new phase I was in of being able to go under the water, get fully cold and wet, but not necessarily stay in that place for very long. I was able to be proud of myself for being consistent, but for also honouring my body and the fact that I'm in a phase where I need to be gentle. And so I'm just telling you that story as we wrap up this episode today to remind you of the importance of these questions we've asked in the aspects of the reflective exercise. Because what we need to be able to do is to start by understanding where are you and what do you need now. And the four steps that we've talked about and that are sort of reflected back to you in these questions I've just run you through are that first up it's about tuning in, so listening to your voice. It's about filtering. So coming up with the list and starting to identify those decisions that are being made that you could automate and go into autopilot so that you're not building up that mental load or overwhelm and exhaustion. The third piece is around discernment. So really sitting with and understanding your needs and what you want. And the fourth is to then and only then make a plan that honours you and your needs, whether that is about needing to have a plan that's gentle or it's about a plan that's explosive. There is not a right or wrong answer. What I'm encouraging you to do as you come out of listening to this episode today on how to get unstuck is to just walk through those questions, walk through that approach, and then from that place of knowledge and insight, make some decisions about what is right for you as you move through this phase that you're in and become unstuck. 
thank you so much for listening to Both And with Bessie Graham. You know you were born to do something significant, so don't leave it to chance. Join me each week to pick up quick tips and ideas that will support you on your journey to live and lead a meaningful life. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode and leave us a review so that other people can find us and feel a little less lonely and a little more supported on their journey of leadership. If you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, you'll find the link in the episode notes. Please join us. Thank you so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each week. See you next time. Cheers.